0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The devil's power is almost totally limited to his deception he can get you to believing that the things that happen to you is the chastening of the Lord, then you'll lay down and play dead and let the devil run over you and destroy your home and your family and everything else and just cry and shed tears and, oh, but it'll be worth it all when we get to heaven. When you get to heaven and found out you could have stopped it by the name of Jesus and the word of God, then there'll be some more tears shed. (laughs) Somebody said, there'll be no tears in heaven. And well, I don't know, he says, he'll wipe away all the tears from our eyes. <laughs> when we found out what we could have had and didn't have, because we misunderstood the word of God and were deceived by the devil. I want you to know that you can live victorious in this life here while you're here now. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to experience some victory. You resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Well, let's get back over here. We're talking about the chastening of the Lord. Let's go back to the 12th chapter of Hebrews. And let's back up and read from verse 5, and read down through a few more verses here. Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now, the chastening here is child training. The idea is child training. We've already mentioned this. Let me mention it again. Ephesians 6, 4, the same word that's translated chasten here in Hebrews 12 is translated nurture. In 2 Timothy 3, 16, let's go to that. I want you to see what the Apostle Paul says here. He's talking about all Scripture. And he says, they're profitable. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, the same word translated, chastening, in Hebrews 12 is the same word here that's translated instruction. So it is talking about instruction. Now let's read this again. All scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture is given for chastening toward righteousness. Could we say it that way? Since it is the same word that's translated chastened, All Scripture is given to chasten you toward righteousness. Now, when you read in the Word that you should love your neighbor as yourself, and you don't love your neighbor as yourself, the Word has just chastened you. It's just said something to you. And when you read over there that love does not behave itself unseemly, and you do behave yourself unseemly, (laughs) The word has just chastened you. And when it says that if you have all faith that you could remove mountains and have not love, then you are nothing. And you have great faith, but you don't love your brother, then the word has just chastened you and told you where you are, you're nothing. <laughs> said if you bestow all your goods to feed the poor, Give your body to be burned, and have not love, it profits you nothing. Boy, that chastened you, didn't it? Now, see, it helped the poor, all right, if you gave all your goods to the poor, it helped them, but it didn't help you any, because you didn't do it in love. That's the chastening of the Lord. Now, the Apostle Paul talks about this when he talks about taking the Lord's Supper. He said, many of you are sick and afflicted because you, partake, because you don't discern the body of Christ and you partake unworthily of the Lord's Supper. Now, he didn't say they were unworthy to take the Lord's Supper. He said, you partake unworthily. What they were doing, they were all coming together and just eating a big meal and drinking and getting drunk and having a big time. He said, you're doing it in an unworthy manner. He said, if you're hungry, eat at home. He said, and there's many of you sick and some of them are dead because you've done it that way. And he said, if you will judge yourselves, you won't be judged. In other words, if you'll sit down and take the scriptures and let the Lord chasten you and say, now, Lord, show me where I missed it. I do that once in a while. I'll just get along with the Lord and get my Bible out and I'll say, now, Holy Spirit of God, I want you to do some chastening to me. And the first place I usually go is 1 Corinthians the thirteenth chapter, and I start reading it, and I just allow the Holy Spirit to bring things out and attitudes that maybe that I've had. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have just a nasty disposition. I mean, I just you know just want to snap people's head off once in a while, and I have to judge myself over it, and I have to repent over it. You know you just get all out of sorts sometimes you know probably because you haven't prayed regularly in fellowship with the Lord or prayed in the Spirit but you see, we have to judge ourselves. This is the chastening of the Lord. When you read these things in the Scripture, the Bible says the word of God's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, the discerner of the faults and intents of your heart. When you read the Scripture, it has already discerned the faults and intents of your heart, and it'll quicken to you what you need. And that is the chastening of the Lord. Now, let's read a little further down here. Verse 7. If you endure chastening... God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Now notice, God is going to chasten you if you are a child of God. There's no doubt about that. Now the problem comes when people differ on how he chastens you. And I'll tell you, I know that we're in the minority in believing this way because I listen to radio and television and I hear ministers that are ministering to thousands of people every Sunday telling them that God's making them sick and God could heal them if he wanted to, but most of the time he don't want to because he's one who made them sick. Now, I'm going to be as kind as I know how to be about this, but I can tell you exactly what Paul said about it. It's a doctrine of devils. That's about as kind as I can be about it. When you attribute something that the devil did to God, that is a doctrine of a devil. Now, I'm not accusing these people of deliberately preaching that because they don't know any better. Bless their darling confused hearts. But it does, <laughs> I do wish educated people learned how to read and see what the Bible says about it. Now, notice here. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. But what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers. How many are partakers? All. All of who? All of God's children are partakers. Or he says, sons, but that simply means all of God's children. It means uh, daughters too. Verse 8. But if you are without chastisement whereof all are partakers, all of God's children are partakers of being chastened, then ye are illegitimate children and not sons. Now I want you to listen to this statement. If you are not chastened of the Lord, then you're not his children. Now let me show you something here. Let me show you a fallacy of this thinking that God uses sickness to chasten his children. If it were true that God used sickness and disease to chasten his children, then only Christians would be sick. No sinners would ever be sick. Isn't that right? Isn't that what the scripture is saying there? That he chastens those whom are his children. Then if sickness were the chastening of the Lord, no sinners would ever be sick. Because they're not his children. They're children of the devil. Now just the very fact that we're children of God, ought to put some insight in there, is that the devil is against the children of God. Sickness and disease came from the devil. It is of the enemy. It's not of God. It's not his will that you be sick. When God put Adam in the garden, there was no sickness or disease. No sickness showed up until Satan came. And then if you read the back of the book, when Satan is gone from this planet, there will be none again. Now, if it came when he came and it leaves when he leaves, that ought to tell us something. I mean, your lightning fast mind ought to hook up on that after a while. If it came when he came and it leaves when he leaves, then he brought it and it went with him. It is the devil. Now let me reiterate that I realize that through sickness and disease sometimes God works some things out in people's lives. Because he does have time to deal with them. They flatter their back and they got time on their hands. And God can deal with them and people witness to them. And God will get glory out of anything that the devil does. Somehow he'll get some glory out of. There's a friend of mine that, that used to take his little boy, you know, every time they'd have a fire or something, he'd get his little boy and he'd take him down there and they'd watch the fire trucks. And uh, he did this about seven or eight times. His little boy was about six years old, you know. Finally, one day, after several times, why he said, Daddy, he said, uh, what is that little red truck doing running all over town setting these houses on fire? <laughs> now, see, he related the fact that the house was burning, the little red truck was there, that they're setting it on fire. And that's the way a lot of people have done with God. They've related the fact that God's on the scene in tragedy working there, and they thought God did it. He no more did it than the fire truck set the house on fire. We need to get our priorities straight. Can you see that? I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7121, The Chastening of the Lord. You need to know that God is not chastening you with sickness and disease. That word chasten in the New Testament means to child train. It's translated nurture. You nurture a child by using words. You can read it here in the twelfth chapter of Hebrews where it says, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. How does he rebuke us? With his word, not with sickness or disease. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom he receiveth. It's the scourge of the word. It's when the Lord puts the word on you, what the word says in the New Testament, and you read it in there, and you find out that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So he child trains us with his word. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. And what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, you are illegitimate children, not sons. In other words, when the Lord brings the word to chasten you that you shouldn't have said that or done that, and you won't receive it, the word says you're illegitimate. In other words, you're not a son if the Lord does not chasten you or correct you. And God cannot correct people that will not listen to him. Now, it's important to understand that, and this CD will give you insight into how God chastens you, nurtures you, and child trains you through the Word of God. And He does not use sickness and disease. God wants you well. That's CD offer number 7121, Chastening of the Lord. That's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free auto line, 1-877-396-9400, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps.